Welcome to the Dynasty Happy Hour Podcast. Pull up a chair and kick up your feet as you get ready to enjoy some of the industry's most entertaining and actionable Dynasty content on the planet. We're talking veterans, rookies, sleepers, and oh yeah, you know the crew has those dad jokes ready for you. So let's not wait any longer and bring on the host or some combination of Doug, James, and Tyler. Welcome back to the Dynasty Happy Hour. It's that familiar voice you hear most weeks. It's Doug. I'm back. I have a beautiful tan. I had a very relaxing cruise. Today was Father's Day. So first of all, to all the fathers out there, happy Father's Day. Hope it was a great one. To James, to Tyler, also fathers, and myself, happy Father's Day, boys. James, how was your Father's Day today? Thanks, Doug. Uh, It was great. Thank you. Uh, We spent the day on the beach. You know, I live at the Jersey Shore. What else better to do than to go to the beach it was a little breezy but uh all in all it was a great relaxing day and uh look forward to kicking some ass this week because of it nice tyler you're uh looking a little red were you also in the sun yes i was all day (laughs) for five minutes i went out on a pontoon lake minnetonka it was super fun oh i went on a pontoon boat the the best part was don't forget it was was also breezy so the breeze was cool so when you were going up against it it was really nice but if it wasn't for that breeze i might have died (laughs) because we're actually in a heat advisory right now in minnesota really it was cool out here it was only in the 60s in rhode island today i did not go out in the sun too much i my wife uh cooked me breakfast this morning which was great we went out to uh, we had bacon, eggs, and some toast. So pretty standard fare, but stuff that I like. And then we went out to lunch, and then we went out to a little go go kart track that has an oh, arcade. Nice. So we went with the boys. Then came home. She made lasagna for dinner. Kept the boys out of my hair. They're in this stage. So Lincoln's nine, and Ford is three, and they just antagonized the living bejesus out of each other. And my mother in law watched them for the last week. So she's a, she's totally a yes man. Like whatever they want, she'll say yes, no resistance. Oh. Parents come home and they're like. And I'm like, no, you can't do that. And it's just a meltdown. And they've been at each other the last two days. If it wasn't Father's Day today and like Jacqueline wasn't taking bullets for me, I might have I might have just gone for a long Sold drive. Them. Gone for a long <laughs> drive and been like, I need a break. I just got back from vacation and you guys are acting like little jerks. Yeah. So. Uh, no, I hear you on the ages. But the oh, nice yeah. part is last year we're all panicked because my son couldn't really swim. And it seemed like he just kept trying to drown himself this year. He was very, very good at swimming. My my youngest was starting to really get used to it. So now it's to the point where next year or the year after that, we might be able to just chill. <laughs> and that is when it gets nice. Yeah. Yeah. We have a rule with Ford because he's three. If he's outside, he has to wear a swim vest. And he's good about not going in the pool, which is nice. But yeah. do you have a swim vest? No. Yeah. I found out. I found out today that I now have to wear a. It's called a rash guard, a.k.a. a long swim shirt. A sun shirt. shirt. <laughs> a sun shirt. I am going to be wearing one from now on. That's hot. It's <laughs> it's not going to be white. I'll tell you that. Nope. <laughs> uh, so, anywho, that's how our Father's Day was. Again, happy Father's Day to everyone out there. And, uh, yeah, if you're tuning in, you're seeing my beautiful tanned face. If you can pick up the tan, I was in the sun all week on a cruise. It was lovely. Uh, like I said. You didn't super- go swimming with the fishes? I did not go swimming. I didn't see any fish. I didn't even go into the ocean on this cruise. We got off the cruise one time. We hung out on the beach club, which was on the beach. And then we had an infinity pool. They fed us beautiful food. It was it was amazing. Um, but I did not see any fishes. 
Yeah. Maybe, maybe next time. Hey. Uh, yeah. Good, then, huh? So if you are if you're watching this now on YouTube, first of all, thank you. Like and subscribe. You can also check us on Facebook. We're live there every week at nine. We are, we, you know, we are here this week to talk about dynasty trades and how to use things like the the dynasty trade calculator and DLF trades, um, along with some of the other tips and tricks that we have. We're going to talk a little bit about co-owning a team and doing trades because that's, I think, something that a lot of people don't talk about and it's becoming more commonplace. <laughs> that's going to be fun. <laughs> yes, it's becoming more commonplace in the industry. I co-own, I think, three teams now. Um, so, yeah, so we're going to give it a twist on that. And as you know, every week we're brought to you by Fantasy Points. So, again, it's Fantasy Points season where you can use code DHH22 and get 10% off a Fantasy Point subscription. If you sign up, 90% of subscribers made the playoffs in 2020 and 2021. That'll be the same, if not better, in 2022. It is a huge competitive advantage to sign up for Fantasy Points using code DHH22 to get that 10% off. It's the lowest price in the industry. They have things like Analytic Powered Draft Tool. There's a DFS optimizer, so if you like to play DFS, whether it's DraftKings, maybe Underdog. We'll talk a little bit about them later. Possibly you. Uh, some really cool stuff. So let's get into some of the news. It's you know it's one of those quiet times of the season, but we do have some mini camps going on. So you've started to see some things. If you really grind and maybe you are through your rookie drafts. I don't have any more rookie drafts left. My rookie auctions are done. Um, so now I'm just kind of typing in player names that I'm interested in and reading news blurbs about what these players look like because Twitter, I feel like this is a, if you're looking for a Twitter follower, like increase, this is the time of year where if you put in the work and you're grinding and you're like, all right, I want to know about Trey McBride and you're reading Arizona Cardinals and you're tweeting stuff. Maybe it's a quote about Trey McBride. This is the kind of season where I feel like there's a, there's a, an advantage that can be made if you're trying to pick up followers on Twitter, because you can grind and put out some nice information there. So just a heads up for you get people that care about Twitter followers. I do not care. I have like 2,300. I don't even, I don't tweet very often. I'm That's not, more than me. See, there we go. Well, I've been in the game longer. I don't know. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, I don't enough. post, I don't post a ton. I, I take the data and keep it up here. R very rarely do I spit it out from time to time. I do. Um, but I'm much more of an analytic data person um than i am throwing my ideas out there other than this i save it for the podcast let's put it that way um so same z's yeah yeah exactly so uh, you know there's been a lot of uh reports about some of these rookies and we're going to get to them in a minute but before we do that i want to get to one of my favorite you know if you're in redraft this is a great late round tight end that i think can finish as a tight end one and it's irv smith he was a full Bigger. participant he was a full participant at vikings minicamp according to the athletics chad graph um, he's been eased back from a torn meniscus he suffered in early September. So he's had a he's going to have a full year to recover, which should be pretty easy. A meniscus. So if you follow basketball, uh, Celtics boo. But Robert Williams tore his meniscus, missed a month, and then he came back and played. Um, not full minutes, but this is an injury that you can come back from pretty easily. It's not a huge deal. Um, he suffered in September. That brought his 2021 to an end. But it appears for training camp, you know, Conklin, Conklin, Ty Conklin finished tight end 12 with Smith out. That's crazy to me. Um, now there's no Ty Conklin around. It's Irv Smith and a bag of footballs at the tight end position. And we all know that Mike Zimmer's gone. They bring in a new head coach, Kevin O'Connell, right? So I think Irv Smith is the number three target 
on that offense because they don't have an established wide receiver three. Maybe someone emerges, but it's been kind of a revolving door. You've got KJ Osborne. They've had guys there in the past that have just never really panned out. Tyler, you're the closest to the heart on this one in Minnesota. What's your feeling on Irv Smith? Are are you trying to get out ahead of it? and Or maybe you've traded for Irv Smith here in the past. What's your feeling on Irv Smith's season in 2022? I think he's going to be a fine middle of the pack tight end one. Like He should be around where Gusecki's at, 700 yards. And it's just because Thielen, I honestly, people are all about Thielen this year. The, the wheels really? are going to fall off. Yeah, like buying low on him, having him as a wide receiver three for super cheap for like a third round I pick. I did acquire him in a dynasty league in the offseason. Maybe we'll I talk mean, about that trade shortly. He's, su- he's super cheap. The issue is, do you do you know when the wheels will actually fall off? Is the offense actually going to be able to support as many weapons as we think? Delvin Cook's going to be more involved. But How for good's me, the defense? That's the question. That's true. And which, honestly, if Daniel Hunter stays healthy, it could be okay. I don't think it's going to be extremely good. Their first round pick is as a safety. Safeties Peter, can make Petri, it. Piter, no, uh, Sion or no? They need to get Booth too. No, yeah, Booth in the second round, mm. but they got the Georgia safety. Uh, gotcha. So for me, I I would probably pencil him in tight end eight. And, and I think that is actually a fair reason. And, and he's going for cheaper than tight end eight. That's the thing. Cause people think that he had a major injury cause he's off for the year. And it wasn't, it was more of like a, Hey, we're going to hold this guy back. And the fact that he's 24 years old, like he is super young. He is not even hitting his tight end prime. So for me, I'm all in on, on Irv Smith. He, he could be the second quote unquote weapon in this offense beyond Delvin cook and Jefferson. Like I I won't count Delvin cook. He's the running back, but for receiving, I would say it could go Jefferson then Irv and then Thielen gets like eight to nine touchdowns. And I think that in the last two years, Thielen has been targeted and hyper efficient in the red zone. I think that there's going to be a little bit of regression there. And I think that regression, I mean, is Justin Jefferson going to get some of it? Sure. Cause he's amazing. But also I think that Irv Smith, in that short area, he's got the short area quickness. You know, he's shorter for a tight end, built kind of like Delaney Walker, but more athletic. So I think that he can operate really well in those small spaces. And I wouldn't be surprised if Irv Smith siphons touchdowns from Thielen. Uh, Jefferson will get his because he's incredible. Also, but, uh, that, that's why I like Irv. Also, Jefferson, I would not be shocked if O'Connell feeds him like he fed Cooper Cup. Like, I that would not be a shock to me. Jefferson he should. could have. He's smart a massive 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 season like cup did i wouldn't say to those numbers but they'd be up there i mean they could be i mean is kirk cousins i I like to think curse kirk cousins is pretty close to matt stafford when it comes to fantasy quarterbacks that people most people would be like oh kirk cousins is nowhere near matt stafford they're not that different yeah he finished qb 11 the past two years right kirk cousins is actually it doesn't turn the ball over as much as Stafford does. Yes. Just yeah, saying. I Kirk Cousins is one of the most underrated fantasy quarterbacks, I'll say, and real life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's not he's not bad. And, and if you need to buy a Bible, to he's your guy. Yeah. <laughs> James, what do you think on Irv Smith before we move on? Uh, real fast, I think Tyler touched on it, but you didn't really punch the nail through. Dalvin Cook, Dalvin Cook's been receiving a lot more passes during camp, during uh, mini camp. 
So that leads me to believe that they are totally changing the offense with the, with Kevin O'Connell. They might be Zimmer's moving him in the slot a little bit, I heard. And I think they utilize him more as a gadget play kind of guy. Like we saw him run Robert Woods with all kinds of different stuff. Todd Gurley when he had his it, massive season. Even more so to be in on Dalvin Cook and lower on Irv Smith. I'm sorry. I, I just I I can't get behind it. I know he was he was noted to break out last year. It just didn't happen because of injury. But I when we look at these later first round cube uh tight ends that finish in the top 12, like it's a point here or a point there difference. If you can get him out of value right now because he was kind of injured, go ahead and pick him up. I mean, he's not gonna make a drastic difference on your fantasy roster, in my opinion. Fair enough. All right. Now we're going to play the game. Smoke or fire? The Athletics, Jeff Howe reports, Patriots, my Patriots, rookie Tyquan Thornton has mixed in with the starters, quotation fingers, during minicamp. So boasting a 4.2840 time in the title of 2022 NFL's drafts, fastest receiver, Thornton went for 62, 948, and 10 in his final season at Baylor. We all know the trope that Baylor receivers are hot garbage Mm. in the NFL. People (laughs) use... People used to say that about USC receivers. Let's not forget. Um, averaging, he averaged 15.7 yards per reception for his career. He was the 50th overall pick in this year's draft. Was very unpopular by analysts and draft experts, including myself. I was like, Bill, you don't know how to draft Guilty. receivers. So despite the unpopularity of the pick, New England appears to be set on giving Thornton every opportunity to earn a significant role throughout camp. You know, the thing about Thornton is, They've got Nelson Aguilar under contract, right? He's making a ton of money. Wouldn't be surprised if he gets let go if Thornton pops. Thornton's a big target. People think he's a small dude. He's not. He's tall. He's fast. He's real thin. He is thin. <laughs> um, but, I mean, a lot of people said that about T. Higgins. Like, T. Higgins, um, he bulked and up a T. little T. Higgins though. has probably 25 pounds on Thornton. Right. So, I think if <laughs> even if Thornton bulked up a little bit, he'd still have really, really – I've found that Thornton has been my favorite, along with uh, Velas Jones from Chicago. I own a ton of Tyquan Thornton and a ton of Velas Jones because they were so cheap. In uh, rookie auctions, I got Velas for $5 in one and 15 in another, and I got Thornton for 10 bucks in each of them. And that's like nothing compared to like what these players are going for because these are guys with draft capital. Velas Jones has all the opportunities in the world. There's no one else to catch passes outside of Mooney and Komet. And then Thornton with this depth chart, you know, we know we have Jacoby Moore, Jacoby Myers coming back. He signed his restricted free agent uh, tender. I was hoping you're going to say Moyers. Moyers, Jamie Moyer. (laughs) Jamie Um, Moyer's son. uh, But Nikhil Harry's probably going to be gone at some point. I don't think he makes a team unless he transitions to a tight end ridiculous him and jj arthago i said are just doing the spider-man hey, you, finger hey, you point can't separate it'll be drake london in a few years guys just you no. wait uh, uh, oh, big guy can't separate let's turn you into a tight end i'm scared drake london scares me i'm sorry uh so taekwon thornton i think the opportunities there you know one of the reports um that i've heard on the, the sports hub here in rhode island is that mac jones has been taking more shots downfield and uh that's been one of the things that they're working on in the mini camps and OTAs is that Mac is airing it out a little bit and he's, his completions have been pretty good. I know he had a, a deep one to um, not Wilkerson. There's another like wide receiver eight on the team. And uh, he had a long one to Algalor or Algalor in practice. 
Uh, so for me, Tyquan Thornton's one of my favorite cheap dart throws because of draft capital. And if he hits, cool. If he doesn't, I didn't spend much. It's not a big deal. But James, wh- what do you think about Tyquan Thornton here in the Patriots offense? I see opportunity. I see speed. I just don't know if the talent is there. Um, I, I mean, Tyquan Thornton, let's look at, let's put it this way. I'm not looking at it through the whether or not he's skillful. Yes, he is super fast, lightning fast, fastest guy from a messed up combine uh, timing. But let's get real here. The the Patriots threw 553 times last season. I don't see them upping it way more than that. Maybe 550. They they they're a running first team. We all know that. They remember Mac only had three passes in one game. That exactly. Hey. I mean, is that part that of their game plan? That's part of their maybe. game plan. Did he complete down, one? Wait a second. Wait a second. <laughs> if you break down those 535 passes, 92 of them went to the running backs. 120 went to the tight ends. 126 went to Jacoby Myers. And then there was like 190. Uh, I'm sorry. 97 left or 197 left. Devontae Parker's going to get his on the outside. Hendrick there, so there's 100 right there. Kendrick Bourne, who had what? I think 60 receptions last year. Kendrick Bourne's their best receiver, by the way. He had like 80 targets. Now that leaves Bourne, Aguilar, and Thornton to fight over those rest of the James White's injured right now. Um last quote unquote 100. He's a running back. We already we already mentioned those. So um slow down, Tyler. You know. I don't think... I feel like we spent way too much time on the Patriots. That's why I'm just trying. (laughs) Yeah, okay. Well, that makes a lot of sense. Aguilar's 29 years old. Ken Thornton beat him out yet to be seen. Am I rushing out there trying to get the Patriots wide receiver three slash four slash not really the biggest target on the team? No, I'm not. Okay. He may be talented, but it may take a long time for him to develop. Like we've seen other Baylor wide receivers do. So I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm out on Thornton. I really am. I'm not, I'm not buying in. That's why I bought him cheap, just in case. But if he Fair hits, hey, 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 that's what Dynasty's all about. All right, quick Patriots note. James White is a candidate to start your regular season on the reserve pup list. This is not a surprise. He has a hip injury. He's older. Um, Sports Hub's Alex Bartholi's fourth-round rookie uh, running back, rookie Pierre Strong, looks like the best fit to replace James White. Um, I'm going to disagree with that. Ramondre has been working out of the backfield, catching passes. He's the dude. Like, forget Pierre Strong. If you've got Damian Harrison, Ramondre Stevenson, you use Stevenson in the passing game because he is awesome. Go get Ramondre Stevenson on your He's fantasy team last year. Go get, I have him on a bunch of leagues. Tyler's tried to pry him away from me in some leagues. And I'm like, <laughs> nah, dog. Ramondre is my dude. Nah, man, that's my guy. <laughs> I know. I said, I, I'm on to you. Harris is a free agent. Ramondre is going to be an animal in 2023. And he's going to be a startable asset, I think, in 2022 for some weeks. So let's move on. The Commanders. Commanders. Oh, I hate that name. The Cobra. Can we just say Washington for the, the Cobra rest of the season? Commanders. Yeah, please. Uh, my Storm Annihilator. That's my old school Cobra Commander voice. Uh, Zach Selby reports that rookie wide receiver Jahan Dotson, who's been a draft value all season, has been electric in offseason practices. We all know Dotson was take, taken with the 16th overall pick in the draft. He's drawn universal praise from Washington coaches and teammates this offseason, showing off traits that enticed Washington to draft him, specifically his route running and hands. All this praise in the middle of a Terry McLaurin potential holdout. I think Dotson, 
Uh, unfortunately, I don't roster any Jahan Dotson, which makes Same. me freaking yep. sad. I do. Um, but he was going in most drafts early second round. And to me, that was silly. Like Jahan Dotson should have been end of the first. We fudged up. Going middle of Not the me. second. I saw him go middle of the second. I'm like, what? James, so, don't hurt your back too much. You're patting yourself way too hard. I think a deal. <laughs> well, I, think, I mean, if he hits, then I'm going to be really patting my back. But, yeah, yeah. you know. I think I think McLaurin gets a deal done with the commanders, but here's the thing. Outside of McLaurin, who do they have as established pass catchers? Logan Thomas is old and coming off an ACL injury. We don't know what Diane Lee Brown is. Curtis um, Samuel. Curtis McKissick. Samuel, we hope. We hope Curtis Samuel. I love Curtis Samuel. I have Sne- him in a ton of spots. Sneaky dynasty buy right McKissick. now. McKissick. Yeah. Uh Jahan Dotson could easily be the number two guy in this offense he if he be. if he um emerges. So Congrats you got Carson Jahan Dotson at a value. The whole issue is Carson Wentz. That's the biggest issue. He wasn't that bad last year. Yeah, but he also was not great. Like it, He can support one receiver at best. Did you That's guys hear about Frank him. Reich out in um, Indy? In Indy talking about the, praising Matt Ryan over Wentz? I mean, you got to oh, be yeah. kidding me. Matt Ryan's accuracy is supposedly oh. otherworldly in those cold Oh, this is, this is so good. We needed this last year. Oops. I was, was I supposed to say that? There is <laughs> something to be said when Frank Reich and Carson Wentz were like best friends in Philly. Yeah. And then they go to Indy and it's just like, Frank Reich's like, who is this out. douche? Well, yeah, because Wentz, Wentz <laughs> was like. What happened to you? Wentz was on the verge of winning an MVP possibly. Then he gets hurt. And then it's been downhill ever since. <laughs> So, yeah, I mean, your, co- your confidence has to be shot. I know it's Jason like RG3 the, part two. Jason Moore from the footballers talked about that with Joe Burrow, almost a reverse effect. How when he made that run, it really kind of changed his trajectory of his career. Like it, it showed like, OK, Joe Burrow's going up. And when Wentz watched Nick Foles win the Super Bowl, like it was just like, he, see, he cucked, it. He cucked it and he couldn't get over it. Yeah. Yeah, it happens. All right, let's move on to our last piece of news. The Florida Times Union's John Reed writes that Jaguars running back James Robinson, who tore his Achilles, is not likely to be ready for next month's training camp. Uh, shocker, not everyone is Cam Akers. Uh, but Travis, Travis Etienne uh, seems to be the name, the steady drumbeat that we're seeing tweets about. We're watching highlight videos. Everyone is in on Travis Etienne. His stock continues to climb. But how high is too high? He's currently RB18 on Dynasty League Football. It's going up. Is the buy window officially slammed shut on uh, Travis Etienne? James, is his price too expensive now? Should you bought him months ago? Because that's what you should have done. Yeah, you're too late. The, I, in my opinion, the door's shut, locked, key buried in the backyard somewhere. Uh, you could check under all the rocks you want. You probably won't be able to get him without overpaying for him now. Brees Hall or Travis Etienne? Etienne. You know, I traded. Well, we're going to talk trades here in a minute. Yeah. But uh, in the league that I co-own, hey, co-owner talk. You with traded our buddy, with me. Our buddy Damon, uh, we traded the 102 for Etienne. Yep. That was me. I, so, I took Ken Walker. Yep. And, and for me, Etienne over Walker. Yeah. Like at this moment, I, yeah, there's, a little sure. bit, there's a little bit of regret. And, and you know what? Question. Now it's you not Kenneth Hall Walker. Over it, it's Ken Walker. It's yeah. Ken Walker. So it's that Ken immediately bumps him down. I would say it bumps him up. Like Ken. Kenneth is so much more distinguished and yeah, I liked Kenneth Walker. Ken, it like, kept him away from. Like, up. Ken like, Walker sounds like the guy down the street. You know, slicing the meat at the deli. 
has a has a hey, go see Kenny Walker. Go see go see my boy Ken Walker. He didn't give you a slice. Nice you real nice thin slice. Hey. Ken Ken Walker is somebody who either A drives a Tesla or has a Jeep with the doors off and everything with the huge roll bars and roll cage. So has it, foot out the window. Has it souped up. Yeah. Wears like board shorts, tank top, so tribal I, tattoos. I, <laughs> I can I was, keep going. <laughs> I was uh proactive enough to go out and acquire ETN in a couple of drafts uh, before the draft, before the rookie drafts. And because I saw that there was an opportunity to buy low, I looked at some of the calculators and we'll talk about them in a minute. And maybe this is a good transition. I don't know. But I looked at what his value was and I was like, that's a player whose ceiling could be sky high. He's in that elite prospect along with Brees Hall, Najee Harris, you know, some of these running backs that we've seen that have had like a 99 overall grade and things of that nature. ETN is right there. The passing game work in college was outstanding. The target share was great. He's with his quarterback from college, shower narrative time. Uh, He's a first round pick. So he's got draft capital. We saw him get injured and never saw him take the field. So there's automatically that discount built in. So that's why I was kind of aggressively trying to pursue adding ETN onto my teams because his ceiling could be massive. Um, You know, I, I traded actually, I traded two shares of them. We'll go over, you know, you guys all heard. I traded James cook for Etienne just because I love James cook in hindsight. Probably could have gotten a lot more right now, but you know what? We're not going to talk about hindsight because, uh, yeah, I mean, you get your guy, you do what you do, you you, yeah. you live with trades. But for me, uh, Etienne, as much as everybody else loved him, he wasn't as much of a, as a slam dunk prospect. I had issues with him. I didn't think his cutting ability was great. I thought he was more Tevin Coleman in his prime than anything, just because he's super fast, lightning quick, acceleration through the roof. But man, if you wanted this guy to go left or right, it took a little bit. It took a little bit. But man, his his speed and acceleration is for real. And if he's in open space, you are not catching him. And so he does have the home run ability. But it's the Jags. And that is what also gets me every time. Like, I love Trevor Lawrence. I struggle with the Jags. Like, they, they're just a bad franchise. And bad franchises are bad franchises for a reason. Yeah, but I mean, James Robinson was successful in fantasy for them. Yeah, so I mean, maybe but if he maybe... gets sixty something targets and fifty receptions, I'm not mad. Along with the goal no. line work, so maybe trading for Travis Etienne wins you your fantasy league. And if it does, then I want you to go on TrophySmack.com and I want you to use code DHHRing because when you do that, you are going to get a free sixty dollar championship ring with the purchase of a trophy or a belt. They also have stuff for the losers in your league. You know, there's for every winner, there's nine to eleven losers. Get them all a trophy if you really want to just poop on them and be like, here, here's a toilet bowl for everyone that didn't win. Uh, <laughs> and that's code DHH ring for a free ring at checkout. James, you just completed your customizable it's belt. on its way. It shipped yesterday. I am so excited. And it is on its way. So next week, if you get it by then, we need you to uh, model it here. And oh, what a great sure. reason to like and subscribe on YouTube, by the way, um, to see this belt, this customized championship belt. I recently mailed out my belt that i won i there's some tears on the package i mailed it to oh, tyler nice. to send it to al beautiful I, yeah. beautiful package so that's what she said <laughs> he, he doug's art on this box was one of a kind and it was the best but also trophy smack that free ring you get i'm holding it up on camera boom it, look is, that. it is legit i've got the case for doug and i's title for trade addict seven 
And uh, yeah, I mean, Trade Addict 7 is about people who like to trade. And what a better way to transition into look trades. At, look at these awesome segues. We are going to talk about trading. So we talk about this from time to time, but you know, we using DTC and DLF, I'm just going to give you, I'm, I'm going to, I'm not going to talk as much, but I'm going to give you guys the floor. You're, you guys are more active traders than I am. I tend to build my dynasty team the way that I like them. And I don't shake them up all that often because once I get a roster to where I really like it, I don't mess with it really that often. So UDPL is a perfect example league that Tyler and I are in, and I've been in it since the beginning. I've won it once. Um, kind of had to tear it down to build it back up. And now I feel I have a competitive squad again. So for me, I've got all the pieces in place. I've got solid, solid QB one. I've got good running backs. My wide receivers are pretty good. Tight ends are deep. I've got draft picks coming up in the future. I'm not looking to play with it all that much. Uh, so for me, when I get my dynasty squads in that sweet spot where I have a lot of them, I don't tinker. So this is where Tyler comes in, who loves to tinker. He'll blow up a squad and try to rebuild it in a year. Sometimes it works. Sometimes it doesn't. But that's the risk that you take. I am risk averse. I do not like to take risks. Once I have a what I deem is like a safe roster, I try not to mess with it. A, because I don't have a lot of time. And I don't put a lot of like, you know, thoughts. Once a roster is good, it, I don't think about it all that much. Do I receive offers? Sure. And I'll, I'll look them over and I'll think about them. But a lot of times, like, they're not offers that blow me away. And I'm like, eh, I don't want to mess with my squad. So for me, I'm more trade averse. James and Tyler, this is more about you. You guys are more active traders than I am. Tyler's the most active trader I've ever been in a league with. And I'm, seen, a lot of, and I'm in a lot of leagues with Tyler. So Tyler is flipping pieces like the stock market. Um, so he's trying to get rid of them before the crash. And he's trying to acquire them before they boom. So kind of like Bitcoin. Hey. As long as it's not dog coin. Doge. 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 The Doge. 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 Is that like a weed coin? I, lo I love trading. Just the whole aspect of it. Like there's times when I will sit there and I'll be like, I've not traded in a while. I, I You need, get the itch. I need. I do. I do. I have and, the itch right now. I just can't get it done. I man. love it. And like, even if it's just a little one, like going out and acquiring Van Jefferson or, or Ty Davis price, getting a small piece, seeing if you can't flip, looking at your teams using the GM tool on dynasty nerds and seeing who needs running back, who needs quarterback. That's what I love about that GM tool because it shows like who, whose value at quarterback is very low compared to yours. So you can maybe flip a quarterback, downgrade that quarterback and upgrade at receiver with that trade. I do have something that I want to, before I lose my train of thought, I think one of the savviest things that you can do. So most of the people that play fantasy football that I know are somehow involved on Twitter, whether they're just, you know, they're there to observe and read and kind of, you know, the steady drumbeat that we talked about Travis Etienne. It's been a steady drumbeat on Twitter for a while. You, you see cycles where players are getting bumped up from different big names. And Jahan Dotson right now value. So that drumbeat starts to kind of beat the advantage that you can get in your dynasty league is having I don't this may sound I don't not rude but having your own opinion on players and fading that so there's going to be a steady drumbeat for Travis Etienne so when everyone's on Travis Etienne and his value is going up you need to look around and see what players their values either aren't moving or they're going down that no one's tweeting about maybe it's a cam acres right so there's a lot of people that are like you know and I know Tyler's one of them he sold cam acres in a few is like, well, you know, Cam Akers didn't look explosive coming off the injury. 
He's, you know, not known for his pass blocking. They drafted Kyron Williams. Like, there's a lot of stories that you can tell where you can kind of crap on Cam Akers, right? So that opens up a buying opportunity, but no one's I mean, really talking. I don't want to crap on Cam, but no, no one's really cram. talking <laughs> publicly no, no. about Odell, maybe. Sure. No, no one's really talking publicly <laughs> about a like player him. like Cam Akers in a positive light. So that's so if you're if you have your own thoughts around players and they're not being touted on Twitter, that's the time when you want to send offers because I feel a lot of the times when you send offers or I get offers, it's based on like the information that's out there. Like someone's 100%. having a great training camp. Here's an offer for Ramondre Stevenson. Okay. I obviously read Twitter too. I know what's going on. Yeah. It's the, it's fading that noise and kind of working in between the, the margins and having your own opinions on players and going out and acquiring them when there isn't a buzz before there might be a buzz. So it's it's one of those things. We all have players that we really like um, that we might go try and acquire that people aren't all about. And I think that's where you can really win a lot of trades. And, you know, the, the thing about trading is everybody wants to win. And that's what I think what makes it difficult sometimes is trading players is that everyone wants to feel like they got the best deal. Um, and that can be difficult. That's like so. one of my that's one of my things on my list to tell you guys, like, don't always worry about winning the trade, if you get your guy and the guy you're trading with says it's a fair trade and you think it's a James fair Cook trade, and <laughs> just do it and, and see where it goes. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's a lot of public opinion out there, but if you feel that strong about James Cook, go out and acquire him. Give him a, give Travis Etienne away. Sure. Or trade, you know, Jonathan Taylor a year before you should. I mean, that those are the things that we battle with when we want to trade, but if you want to move players, sometimes you have to be patient. There's a win now dynasty and there's a rebuild dynasty. There's nothing in between. You flip the switch and you're win now and that's all that matters. If you're win now, you're not going to go out and acquire guys during the preseason to make sure your, your wide receivers five or six is solid during the season. You want to wait to see what guys are rebuilding that have older players that are going to pop later in the season and go out and try to acquire them. In return, the rebuild dynasty manager. Hold your value players until you absolutely don't need them anymore. If you're rebuilding, those win-now teams will dump picks in your lap down the road in the, the at the end, towards the end of the season, for you to rebuild in the, the, the following season in 2023 and so on. So wait for wait for the push. Yeah, for me, it's don't do what everybody else is doing. And right now it's a 23, 23 first. Those are to the point where they are completely overvalued. Maybe Get the seconds. I say it every big draft no, class. Get the seconds. Go to 24. Screw, screw 23. Go to 24. Get the seconds, like, man. Like even the seconds, the hit rate is fine. Like. Every time we're like, get the seconds. The hit rate is not as great as we all wish. Like, yeah, the early seconds are great. You get Pickens this year. You got T. Higgins a year, a couple of years ago. Jahan Dotson. Jahan Dotson. Jahan Dotson this year. <laughs> and for me, it's it's don't do that. Don't try to go for 23 first. Like, I see people like, oh, I'm trying to get all the 23 first. It's like, you will have nobody. You will have nobody. And maybe, maybe. At best, seven of those players do something. One or two of them become elite. Your your team's still struggling. Like that's not 
going to help you. you it's a bad you probability, to, Bob. You need to find value. And for me, there's nothing more fun than looking at taxi squads of teams and just being like, hmm, Devin Duvernay, he could, he could maybe hit. He could be their wide receiver too. Let me go offer a third-round pick for him. And if he hits, he hits. And if he doesn't, I'm out of third. Oh, well. Like, I'm starting to really like the the values. Like, players I can get for third-round 20, like, 23 third-round picks. Heck, if I can get two players, like Ty Davis Price and, and somebody else, for a 23-second, like, I'm going to get somebody decent. I w- I'm okay with that. Like, I give me two shots rather than one. Because for me... I want I want stability plus depth in my dynasty teams cuz without depth especially in season you're going to start becoming that team that trades for players. You're going to start becoming that team that trades away picks. So why not go for the cheaper shots now rather than in season overpaying for older players. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and without depth you need girth. So that's true. <laughs> like like UDPL Go, I there's a one year I finished second and that was the year I think I lost you Doug right uh, I believe that is correct yes. yes I lost to Doug I got second after that season I've just I've, I've struggled to kind of put the team how I see it like I want to see it and I made some bad trades I made some good trades there's a mix and match mm-hmm. and, and I have a good young core the thing is is like you know if you feel satisfied about a team. And for me, it's it, like with a team like that, I'm not quite there. But I've got a lot of youth and a lot of players that if they hit, my team changes. And that's what I like about teams like that. Like if I have all old players like I had last year, and the whole reason why I sold and started trading, it's because the value of players will fall that I had. I had Zeke, I had Derrick Henry, and I knew, like I knew I'm like, I'm going to be stuck with these guys. Yeah, if they're I don't eroding, trade they're them. eroding assets. Yes. Sure. And there's nothing worse DeAndre than having Hopkins, that. But one. the, yeah, but the thing is like, did I trade too early? Did I trade, trade, trade back? You may have traded too early on Zeke. I think you could still I, get rid of him. But really, I don't think I did for a good amount. I what did you get I, for Zeke? I talking trades. I, I want to say I traded Zeke back to the original owner and I, got, I was the original Zeke owner. Yes. And I got Zeke from you in a playoff push. <laughs> and then I traded Zeke. I traded for Zeke. I, I traded Swift and I got Zeke plus plus like I, I got some players back. I wanted depth, but the issue was like, I'm like, I wanted Swift back. So I traded Zeke plus to get just Swift back. Which I was okay with, and then you know I traded Swift and all this stuff, but for me, my my, my new philosophy, <laughs> in, in all honesty, is if I have a running back that I feel has peaked that value, I'm trading them. I Izzy said this on Dynasty Trade Calculator, and I'm with him. I hate having extremely valued running backs where I can just get the world for them, but I can just like tear down get a tear down player, maybe even a rookie and just accumulate a ton of value. They could help me win, but I want to build this juggernaut. And if I'm going to do that, you got to trade a running back at the right time. So you Dalvin know, cook for like Travis ETN plus. 
but that's not happening right now that's because of right the now, trends. Yeah. The trends you got to follow. So here's the here's a good here's a good example. So in the UDPL, I have Najee Harris. I was looking at all my rosters the other day, and I was like, you know what? Like Najee Harris is sky high value right now. I know mm. he had a great rookie year. Do I take the plunge and see what I can get for him, or do I hold on to him and hope that he he improves over his rookie season? I am right with you, Doug. I have That's a him, tough one. I have him in a league. It's a home Sell league. Him. I have him in a home league. He could destroy. He could be RB1. The the thing is, like, he's gonna be 25 next year. Am I gonna be am I gonna be like stuck holding the bag? Or do I hang on to one more year? Is his offense gonna be pushing? He's still super young and he ganged weight, in my opinion. I'm not scared about that. I think it's no, more. I think it's more we're going to see him last longer throughout games and kind of push the pile more per se. He's going to go back to his true Alabama days where he's it's like on a, a team on a team bruiser. like I have in UDPL where I, I feel like I can compete for a title. Do I trade a Najee Harris for like, say, a Saquon Barkley in a in some other pieces? Maybe twenty twenty three first. I could probably get that right. You'd probably like, get that. No. Because in UDP, the, the thing is, like, we're talking industry leagues. I mean, if you're talking industry leagues, it may be a little bit more difficult. Yes. Let's, for the common dynasty player, put it into perspective. Najee Harris, Every he may have has hit a his fan. peak. Listen to what the Steelers have done already. They've already come out and said they were going to temper his reps. Okay. Yes, he's still probably going to get a, a, a nice full workload. If Tom's there, they they're did. still going to run they, into the yeah. They added two wide receivers. This year doesn't matter. All right. They they <laughs> added a I mean, come on. I mean, small finger no. picket. He can't run the ball. I, I just honestly in my different offense. I don't year. I don't think it's not like they're going to run. And when they say they're going to take Najee out for snaps, Najee doesn't have to run the ball or run a route every snap. They could come out and then have somebody go just run a route. It's not a running play. So the snap that he goes out of. Yeah, he may have missed a target. Or he maybe he's in for pass protection. Like I, I think when he's in, there's a greater chance of him actually getting the ball. So let's get it, let's get it back on the rails. I just think it's an interesting case, right? You see a player who's now the what the RB like four. Yeah, he's an RB four or five. Right. I got him at the 107 last year in the draft, and now he's the fourth running back in Dynasty. Like I'm already selling it. If I sell him, I'm already selling at a profit. So it's an Brees. interesting case for players like that. Brees Hall for me is a sell. He's already a he's top. been a sell for me since the beginning. He's like RB six right now, and Too he high. hasn't even touched the ball. He's on the Jets. He stinks yeah. in Madden, by the way. His ninety nine card not good. <laughs> he, so like that, I struggle with that. Like if I had Brees Hall, I'm trading for James Cook plus a twenty three first. Heck, I'm gonna tell you a trade. I traded DeAndre Swift, my dude, DeAndre what? Swift who also is getting hype through the roof right now, whose, yeah. I think, value is through the roof. I traded Swift for James Cook in the 23 first, and I am ecstatic about it. Like, I love that trade because I'm getting a guy who I think can be as involved as in the passing game and also a 23 first, which are almost impossible to get. So I I love that trade. I'm I'm starting to really like that RB trade down. Like that's what I'm talking about. The if you have a Swift or something like that, go get a. You Cook know, you know a, what perfect example would be for me for Najee is because the Broncos re-signed Melvin Gordon. It's kind of put uh, Javante's value down right now. Is going from Najee 
to Javante plus. And I'm not saying a first on the other end, but you should be able to add another piece or two to that deal. I think some, I think some managers would what do that. Is Javante's, uh, DLF ADP right now because I still think he might be ahead of Najee. Like that is no, legit. I don't think he is. That that's the thing. Like with Javante, he's a he's the type of player that if the guy who owns him or gal, the mm-hmm. the person who owns him rosters him is going to be the one who drafted him ahead of Etienne, ahead of possibly Najee. Like the big yeah. time believers. And that that's what you kind of got got to realize also with trading is no fandom, no players that they like. I I trade a lot with a friend of mine at work, and it's easy to connect. We talk, but I'm aware. I I know his his players. I know who he likes, and he talks to me about it. he loves Brees Hall. So a Brees Hall trade like that could be easy. It could be really easy. He's a huge Na- Najee fan. And I, I have Najee in a league. I don't think I could do Breeze for Najee and get Breeze plus, but I mean, you, you got to know. And I know Doug, we are, we talk about Leo Pasiga all the time and his, and what he likes to call the, the black book of notes and all that stuff. I actually currently start doing one and Ooh, like, what does it say about me? Like I have, I have one about <laughs> loves a friend. Dawson Knox. <laughs> I have one about a friend where it's just like, does not trade. You either nag him to death, or you just forget about it. Like there's people like that. There's some people where is you that, just gotta be Gabe? like, <laughs> <laughs> I've traded with Gabe before. I, we, I've traded you with Gabe to chase before. Him down, like, yes, I mean vehemently. he's got he's got like thirty five kids right now and a TV show in the world. <laughs> he's got a rap song about each one of them too. It's crazy. Yes, uh, but yeah, like know who you're trading with, and it's easy. And honestly, my favorite way to trade is send an offer, send an offer, and say and just say like, say hey, let's talk. I'm okay with talking about it. This isn't my my extreme. Final. Yeah, this is my final offer. We can switch pieces. We call it a feeler in the industry. Yes. But my favorite trade I've seen go down is Pete Davidson and Shane Manila. Shane literally just said, Pete, send a trade. And then an emoji of a meat. And I had no idea it meant there's still meat on the bone with (laughs) this trade. And they got a trade done. Like, they didn't send any messages. It was just emojis. (laughs) and they got that like there's probably trade talks in the background it's good communication i mean that's what you have to do and you have to be able to talk to all your league mates and stay active and that's the whole point of being in fantasy and owning a dynasty league like you want to be active as much as possible and that helps just to vet that uh javante williams doug he is rb4 on dlf Najee harris rb5 i don't think you're going to make that one work for you pal Oopsie. Yeah. So for me, it's, it's all about communication. I will message people. Even, I won't even send a trade sometimes be like, Hey, I'm you really me- interested. In uh, when you players. say message, it's borderline slash nag. Oh yeah, I will. Okay. Just, just to clarify. I'm not every group chat that I'm in with top. You've got a trade. You've got a trade. You got a trade. Just send you a trade. You look at this trade yet? You look at this trade. Did you did you counter? Did you and did you some of my do you want some of my favorite things is people know how I am in leagues and I will just message I feel like trading and I will get four <laughs> offers. I love it. 
And it's like the persona that people see in me like, hey, this guy wants to trade. We could get a trade done tonight if I wanted to. So like they get excited. I get excited. And in my notebook with Tyler it says when trading with Tyler, don't immediately accept offer oh, counter, no. make him sweat, make him add extra draft pick, get deal done. Bam. done. <laughs> That's the black book of Tyler right there. If I, right if, there. If I want a guy, I, if I want a guy and everybody knows who my guys are, I'm not shying away from people. I, I will pay. And that's the thing. Like I'm going to get my guy. Canton. Thank you. I'm going to get my guy. And Did that's, you use the meat emoji. That's my thing. Like that's Doug. You, you mentioned it with Memphis. Like as much as you hate how I trade, sometimes you tip the cap on how I get my guy. I will, if I like it was with Swift Herbert, I'm trading for them before their value goes extreme uh, I mean, Hawkinson was another guy that I I went all in on. Oh, Loved he's gonna him. pop soon. I hope. Mark Andrews was another player. I I mean, I think all three of us, Tim, back in the day, we were all in on Mark Andrews. But like, there's players where you just have that feeling. You're like, I need to have this player on my team, and if I don't, I know I'm going to miss out. And if you have a player like that, go get him. Who cares if you have to throw in an extra third? Don't let third and fourth round picks decide if you're going to get a trade done. That's I agree with that. 100%. That's the biggest thing. Like if, if Riley by master comes up to you and says, I need a third and a fourth, you I'm okay with Noah it. Brown and get the deal done. Oh yeah. I mean, CD lamb for Noah Brown straight up might get the deal done. Wide receiver and, blocking points count. And now uh, let, let's quickly like, what are so, you guys? What happens when, when you don't trade, you know what happens like when you, you can't trade? Like you, you know what you happens if you trading. suck at trading? You go on underdog. That's what you do. You check out underdog. If you want to play DFS, they just brought back the rookies and sophomores. There's the puppy, which is just a $5 best ball. They've got the big best ball, uh, $10 million pot. Best million. ball mania, baby. Best Get ball mania. Uh, it was just this past week, a year ago that the draft, uh, the, the team that was drafted won. So it was before even preseason started, which is wild. So there was obviously some great values in there, like Jamar Chase's. Um, but the cool thing about Underdog is that if you go on there and use code DHH, your deposit up to $100 is going to be matched right away. So you're going to have $200, up to $200. It's free money, and it's going to be awesome. So make sure you do that. Best Ball Mania is live. Go win yourself some money if you suck at trading. DFS is for you. Just go on underdog.com. Let's talk. Uh, I want to talk uh, uh, using trade calculators. We've talked about it in the past, and I'm just going to I'll be on a soapbox for about 60 seconds. When someone sends me a, a screenshot about trade calculators or whatnot, or how I use trade calculators, um, I can't be swayed by them. It's cool that like, yeah, it's an even deal. Like that doesn't, or I'm winning by a couple of points. I don't need to win the trade to make the trade. Uh, what I use it is is a guide. So if I want to know what player values are at right now, and I'm sending a trade, even before I send the trade, I might go on DTC, which I have subscription to, highly recommend. Mm-hmm. Um, I go in and punch the player in, and I take a look at it, and that gives me a guide, but I don't use it as a be-all, end-all to make a trade. And I think that's important because a lot of people will try and sway you, uh, or sway you rather, with like, oh, you're winning by five points, like make the deal, Da, da 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 or like it's super close and they they try to use the trade calculator as part of the negotiation and to me personally it just doesn't work um in my head i have an idea of 
if a trade is good or not or fair or anything like that. I just use that as a piece to make sure my valuations are similar. And maybe the player that I value was like, oh, they're actually worth more than that. Okay, maybe I can get an extra third round pick because maybe they're looking at DTC and they're like, oh, this works out because some people think that they look at like, oh, the numbers are the numbers are even like, let's do this deal. So that's how I use trade calculators, whether it's DTC or DLF. Tyler, what's your thoughts on trade calculators? Yeah, I I like to use them every so often. Like if a trade feels close to me and I'm like, if I ask these two and like, hey, what do you get? What do you think about this trade? That usually means I've also looked on uh, on a trade calculator or something because I'm I'm kind of partial to it. I know I did it with the James Cook Etienne thing, and obviously the trade calculator was like, "Hey, you're losing." But you know what? In my opinion, I wasn't. There's definitely have you had the, have you had the DTC guys update James Cook to your guy? Uh no, but I should talk you, to them about you that. You need to. They they I can have. do it quickly. I saw Mosher do it like super easy. Yeah, we watched. Yeah, I think Tommy Sweeney's my guy. Yes, and. uh like for me, I like it, but it for me there's also a difference. Like I I use Dynasty Nerds. I have their their new nerd tool, and I, when I look at values of their players that they have, it's it's also based off of kind of their feeling, and they're not too high on James Cook, and so they have Isaiah Spiller about twelve hundred points higher than James Cook, and in my opinion, that's way off. That shouldn't even be close. So for me, like when I look at that stuff. I kind of, I, I want to find the right calculator for me. And Dynasty Trade Calculator, I think, is based off of your, like, the people's ADP, the people's thoughts. It's the people's calculator. It's the people's calculator. And, you know, Dynasty Trade Calculator is the people's calculator. And for me, I found it has the most, like, slam dunk value-wise that I've seen in in the industry and all together, like how people value players. So I love that one. They update it all the time. And for me, yeah, go out and get that. And also, don't ju- use just one. You can use multiple. DLF has one. Dynasty Nerds, like we talked about, you can get a subscription f- from them using DHH, and you can get 15% off a sub, and you get all those cool tools, like I mentioned. But yeah, like subscribe to more than one because they're different. Yeah. And if you don't like Dynasty Trade Calculator, if you don't like their value, Maybe try a different one. Maybe go to Dynasty Nerds. Try theirs. And you know what? They're really cheap. They're very well priced. Like mm-hmm. for Dynasty Tree Calculator is like five bucks for three months or something. It's ridiculous how you cheap. You can buy it is. your subscription too. Yeah. And, and and same with nerds. Like it's very, very cheap. So and and it's valuable. It's a valuable tool. It's not the all be all. It's a yeah. tool to help you. To help you, maybe like you it's said, a guy. Add, it's a guy. It's there to to hold your hand. Tyler yeah, definitely right. did not use it during the uh, James Cook, Travis Etienne, Travis Etienne twenty two point five, James Cook twelve point four. But in my head, they're a lot closer. Yeah, that's fair. And James that's did. what and that's what I wanted to bring to this conversation because Doug, you had mentioned, you know, using the tool, using calculators, they help. They do. But once I know. Someone in my league, especially a home league, I got everybody to use the Dynasty Trade Calculator because I was tired of seeing all these preposterous freaking bad trade offers. I'm like, guys, you need to learn some value. Start Jack using, for Davis Mills. Use this calculator. <laughs> use this calculator that I found here. Here. Here's the Dynasty Trade Calculator. Now they all use it. Now I know when I see a player, like Tyler said, when I see a player that is overvalued 
and is on my roster, I am selling him using the calculator. But like, hey, I punch this into the calculator. It looks great. What do you think? You want to do it? They look at the calculator. They're winning by three, four points. They are happy. So James brainwashed his league. It as leverage. <laughs> yes. Yes. That is the upper hand. You have to be able to be, get the step on your competition at so all times. Italian of you. Hey, man, you, you got to find the loophole. The leave loophole, the cannoli. That's how I, you get honestly, it done. Honestly, I love trading. Like, uh, just to kind of put a, a bow on this, trading is probably the best thing in Dynasty for me. Next to being sitting on Sunday, going head to head against a friend, uh, an industry folk, or, or even just somebody you don't know, like in Scott Fishbowl. Like, Ooh, it's trading. I'm so excited. Trading for me is so fun. And it's more the connection with people. And you always learn something about somebody when you're trading like you learn who somebody likes more like if somebody's like well can you throw in this player and you kind of it tips you like hey as soon as tyler says josh palmer i'm like i'll accept <laughs> yeah but i'm like, not giving up a 23 a third for michael Pittman. you sh who shall not be named which is also you don't listen to this podcast anyway that's because thing. i play against you that's another player like michael Pittman. His oh, value is so teeter-totter. It's, so teeter it's skyrocketed. Like, Pittman, three months ago, you could have gotten for a 22 first. Russell Gage is another one. I traded I traded Michael Pittman in the 102 for Kyler in a Superflex League because I needed to shore up my QB2 after Josh Ridiculous. Allen. Ridiculous. Don't, I don't regret that deal, but like Pittman now, his value is like... Yeah. Well, it's the same with Etienne. Like values he's change. Almost, he's, he's he's hitting wide receiver one territory. Yeah, yeah, he's borderline um, wide receiver one. And it's, it's the same with Etienne. Like Etienne's value with the James Cook trade, I may have gotten a twenty three second added on to it. Now, am I am I still excited to have James Cook? Yes. Sure. Am I disappointed? A, a little, but you know what? I, I can't control the values. I can't do that. Like I traded Baker straight up for Zach Wilson in January. And this was, you know, it's while the season was well. going on. And, and for me, I'm still okay with it just because I'm hearing reports about Zach Wilson. I think Baker's a better quarterback than Zach Wilson, and I'm going to stick to my guts on that. Like, mm -hmm. values will change. The trade that may look bad now will look better next year. Like, I, I, I'm going to leave on this oh, I example. I have a firm belief, belief that Mayfield goes to either Seattle or Carolina, and it's really looking like Carolina right now. I have a prime example. Last year, I traded, I traded Justin Fields and Rondell Moore to Gabe and J. Mike for Zach Wilson and Jalen Waddle. Now, then the trade looked garbage. I got a lot of heat for it, saying, "Why would now I?" Now you got to flip Waddle. Let's do it. Now I already traded him. Yeah, of course you <laughs> did. I traded him for uh, C.D. Lamb. Oh, you know, it great. was a little little back and forth with me and Shane but no like back then that trade looked completely one-sided people were bashing me for trading fields right now that trade is completely one-sided and it would have been that side it would have been Zach Wilson who is almost evenly valued with Justin Fields yeah fields just because is low. yeah the, the socks on field is low and Waddle is far surpassed Rondo Moore like that's the thing like your trade may get bashed on now but in a year you could be the one reaping the benefits. So Possibly don't be you. down. Don't be down on a trade that you made that people are like, Hey, I can't believe this. Like that is a stupid trade. You want to know why? Cause they value it like that. Not you.
So just stick to your guts. Yes, absolutely. Let's talk a little about, I know we're at the hour mark, but let's talk a little about co-owning. We we hinted at it earlier. Uh, so like I said, I co-own um, a few different Dynasty Leagues. I co-own with Tyler, my buddy Damon, and my cousin Christopher. And uh, it's always interesting. It takes a little bit more to get a trade done because obviously instead of just one person like having to make a decision, you have to float it by the other co-owner and kind of work with them, which is part that I like it. I like having that other person to bounce ideas off of to kind of go like when we, when Tyler and I receive an offer, we're in a trade addicts league together, we get offers, we send offers. Um, and you know, he pings me back and forth and we talk about a trade. Now there might be a trade where Tyler's like, yes, I want, I really like it. And I'm like, I don't know. Like, yeah. Pitts. like sell me on it. Right. <laughs> yeah. The Kyle Pitts deal was one he made behind my back. Don't ever do that by the way. Um, but it's all about collaboration, and I find that a lot of fun. Like the the league that Damon and I co-own in, I have more dynasty experience than Damon does. He asked me to join him. His team was struggling. Um, and I'm like, yeah, I'll, I'll give you a hand. We can co-own together. And we worked our way through some trades, through the draft, and we did it together, um, which is not only really fun to do, but also fun to build that bond with someone else that's big into fantasy football because you're working more closely with them. It's not like they're just a, another league member. They're actually like your teammate. Um, so I like that camaraderie that that can build. And I think that a lot of people are, it's becoming a more common practice now in dynasty that people are co-owning because let's face it. We just had father's day. We all have children. Yeah. We're busy people. You guys work full-time jobs. Uh, you know, I've got a lot of stuff going on. So and it's you like people, you people. So when you have a lot of stuff going on in life, it's really nice to have that co-owner because maybe they see a trade and you don't see it because you're busy. And then they shoot you a text, which is more accessible to you. You're not checking your email all the time. Um, so it just, it takes kind of some of the pressure off. And to me, it makes it more fun to have someone else involved and it, and it creates opportunities where you may disagree, but a lot of times like you, like Tyler and I, like we've disagreed on trades before, but we can find a common ground. I'm like, all right, I'd like that deal better if they threw in an extra pick or whatever, and we can get it done. And sometimes that works and sometimes it doesn't. Um, but I just like that aspect of dynasty. The more as I get older and the, my leagues don't seem to be reducing, (laughs) At all, it's nice to take some of the heat off and also split the pot with someone. So it's not as costly either because you're splitting the league fee. A $50 league is now only 25 bucks. Yep. So that helps soften like the blow that. a little bit too. Um, and it's I always nice to split a anywhere. pot with someone too. So co-owning with Doug, I will say. Doug, you want to I have, team? I have Maybe? never drafted so successfully in my life in any league that with Doug and I. I push for Justin Jefferson. He pushed for Jamar Chase over Kyle Pitts, even though we got both. But like those two decisions made our championship team. Like going, yep. going full trading tank, for Dak, trading for Dak when he was hurt, like right when he was hurt, trading for Dak. That. And we had no quarter. We legit started no quarterbacks <laughs> that year. <laughs> trading for Delvin Cook when his value was kind of teetering, and just being like, you know what? Let's keep going for this title. And and making decisions like that, yeah, we made we made a bad tra- like we traded Jonathan Taylor, but you know what? We got an extra first out of it, which we're fine with, and we got DeAndre Swift, and then we drafted you know, Rager too. We did draft Rager. Ouch. That was probably our worst pick. That's our that worst was, pick. That was probably our worst pick. Well, I mean, you listed a bunch of good ones, so I mean, yeah, I mean, gotta let, list a bad one here we, or there. We, I've like I said, I've never had a league where it's just like it seems like every like oh crap, we took Antonio Gibson at three hundred one. <laughs> like oh i didn't even realize that yep and then and then kind of going with that like trading for davis mills was 
Doug and I is they're kind of like, we need a quarterback three for this league. Let's you can go still get trade Mills. for Davis Mills. Go get we Davis Mills. We traded successfully for Mills, and we were pumped about it. And I still am pumped about it. So for me, it's it's definitely changed. Who else did we my... get in that deal? Didn't we get a veteran receiver too? Waller. We got, and we got, we got Devontae Parker too. Yeah, we got Parker who went to a different team. Wide like, receiver one. For having a co having a co owner like right now we're in talks with without house. It may take a little longer instead of, you know, going back and forth, just two people like outhouse is trying to get Waller from us. And I told him, I said, Hey, you know, Doug might be the better person to talk to about this right now because I'm still in trade purgatory from (laughs) the Kyle Kyle Smith's trade. But I mean, sometimes, sometimes it works. Sometimes it doesn't like, uh, after our startup, Doug, I wanted to trade for Pat Mahomes. We got offered Andrew Luck and a third for Pat Mahomes. And that was when Luck's value was skyrocket. And Doug's like, uh, I don't know if I, I want to do that. And I was begging him. Now, we didn't do the trade, and that's what sparked our rebuild. Would we be where we are now with our team? Probably not. We'd probably still be trying to push with Josh mm-hmm. Jacobs on our roster. And I think we had Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. We did, and- yeah. And I mean, we traded those guys high just because we both agreed like, hey, you know, this might be the right time. So having a co-owner to kind of alter your choice and decision, because me, you know me, I'm I'm erratic. I like to get it done. You have Doug hyperactive has... trader and me not being hyperactive. So together, it's a, Even good, blend. It's a good mix. It yeah. is. a It is a great. Like mix. A I, I, I know. I know when I can check Tyler and be like, no, like, yeah, that's it. it I'm like the it's the angel and the devil. Like I'm the angel. Tyler's the devil on his own shoulders. So it's like, you do know, I get to wear the uh, spandex? Of course. It, with the swim yes. shirt. Hello. Yes. Oh yeah. I have to have with the swim, the swim shirt. shirt. Actually, I don't even need a shirt. I'm just red already. That's true. <laughs> Beautiful tail, by the way. Yeah. So that's a little bit on co-owning a league and why I think that it should be a more common practice in dynasty because it adds a lot of nice um, wrinkles to the dynasty um, experience. So that's what I'm going to leave it at that. James, any final thoughts before we wrap up? No, I think we touched on a lot. Um, I'll end on this. We talked about acres earlier. I saw a trade go down. Uh, shout out at fantasy pastor Burks versus Burks Boy, Clint. for acres straight Burks. up. And we talked about this uh, in the, in the chat and not convinced on Burks. He's not really my guy. And I think acres is going to be better than some expect. I'm going to go acres. I'm sorry. All right. I'd probably it, lean. I'd probably lean Burks. I know, yeah. I know Tyler has more value off, right now. I know Tyler's been off acres. He offered me acres for the one Oh six in a, in, in a league that we're in. And I, I passed and I took Burks at the one Oh six. So interesting segue. Um, but then Tyler later traded acres for what I thought was super low. It was like what a couple seconds, Tyler. Yep. And I took, it was an high scoring IDP league. And I took Kyle Hamilton who I think can score much higher than acres this, this season. Completely and, awesome. and also, uh, Zamir White. So I got a running back with upside and a, a safety that should just be ball hawking everywhere yeah. and rack up tackles and all that. When stuff, that deal so. went down, I was like, oh, they got it for a song. And like, I told and I told Doug, I said, just watch. Watch what I do with it. Kind of draft day style. <laughs> Kyle Hamilton. So that is going to oh, wrap don't, us. No, one last thing. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. Don't set up backdoor trades. Okay. Don't do that. Don't do that to your team. You're, you're, 
Is there like, a blindfold involved with that? Or Yeah, there's definitely a blindfold involved. You're saying, oh, I'm going to acquire player X, and when I get him, I'll trade him to you for player Y. I'm so it's almost like that. a three-way trade. I'm yeah. fine with that, actually. Three-ways are fine. It, I like three-ways. For, for me, it's... Did you ask no the person? Did did you ask the person to do the trade? And if he's like yes, and he hasn't answered, then I'm like, okay, I'm gonna go get this done, and then I'm gonna go get the player I want. But if that other person backs out, that's when it's yeah, like, then uh, you're stuck with the player. Well, no, you have I'm to not, trust who you're talking to. Well, right. I, that's why. That's communication why, like, is key. Yeah, that's a whole communication. But yeah, if if somebody's like, hey, you want to do this trade, and I'm like, well, let me see if I can get this player first. Like if you're going to trade a running back and you want to like get a stipulation, like, yeah. all right, if I get this player, I'm going to trade them to you for this. Like, yeah. Yeah. Like I've done a lot of trades where somebody's like, if I'm going to trade this running back, I need to acquire one. Just let me see if I can. And then he'll go acquire running back and then uh, he'll trade me the running back. I've I want that, so. that happen. You just have to be careful because you can get burned. Cause then if you trade 100%. for a player and then you're like, shit, now I'm stuck yeah. with this player that I didn't really want. Cause I wanted to flip him for this player. I really wanted and then it becomes like now you might have to overpay to like write the ship yep. and be like, now I have to send this player plus a draft pick to get the player I wanted because this guy's a douche canoe. Like, yeah, that can totally yep. happen. Is so. that like a pontoon boat? Yeah. You never seen them? A pontoon boat has a motor. A douche canoe is a couple of bros. I think a couple of chads, I think the kids call them, <laughs> um, with oars. Chodes? Uh, chads. Chads are chodes. Uh-huh. I think that's why they picked it as chad is like the... All right, so before we go, I just want to give a shout-out to Dynasty Nerds. We talked about them earlier. Go sign up for the Nerd Herd. Use code DHH for 15% off of any subscription. We talked about the trade tools they have on there. They have an extra Nerd Herd episode. There's a prospect film room, prospect scores, and the Dynasty GM. And if you're looking for some new gear, it's the summertime. We have T-shirts available. Go on Verde and Global. Search DHH or Dynasty Happy Hour. All sorts of different colors you can get on there. So go ahead and check that out. If you need some new threads, they're super comfy. They're sized right. They look nice. They, we don't have any swim shirts yet. Maybe in the future, if it takes oh, off, we definitely a, have to get the and sum, a, and summer if wear. A big, if there's a big swim shirt, maybe with a bucket hat with DHH on it, Tyler. Tyler, are you open? I'll to tell you what. Being you sponsored buy, by a suntan lotion. There, they don't make one strong shirt, enough. If you buy a swim shirt and a bucket hat, we'll give you that free zinc that goes on your nose. <laughs> I did that today. We'll, we'll throw one of those in the box for you. How's that sound? I love it. So check out Verdian Global for some new threads. That's going to wrap it up for this week, for me, for James, for Tyler. Get out there in those trade streets. Follow us on Twitter. I'm at TheFantasyFather. James is at FF underscore Chef. And Tyler is at DHH underscore Tyler. And you can follow the pod on Twitter as well. If you got any trade questions, shoot them at us. Maybe we'll go over them on our next episode. Who knows? We need more interaction from our fan, fan base. Give us some more content, guys. We love content. We love to include you in our podcast. So if you got any trades going down, shoot us at any of those Twitter handles and we will take a look and give you our opinions until next week. This has been the dynasty happy hour. Thank you. And trades away, boys and girls. Let's go.